Welcome to Lever Up Your Life. I'm Nate Barger. I went from prison time and bankruptcy to now owning over $200 million in real estate. I wanna show you guys all the mistakes I made so you don't make the same mistakes. It's time you create massive wealth for yourself. Guys, I wanna welcome Joe Camberato to Lever Up and he's gonna show you guys how you can lever up your life using small uh, SBA, using business lines of credit, and all kinds of other credit options that he has that he can help you to lever up your life. Joe, thank you so much for coming on the show, brother. Thank you very much, Nate. Thanks for having me and uh, excited to uh, lever up with you. Yeah, so you're you're originally from Connecticut. And you Yeah, I was born in the Bronx. I, I grew up in Connecticut and uh, and came to Long Island in high school and I've uh, been in Long Island ever since. So how, what kind of transition was that going from Connecticut to, to Long Island? Um, not too much of a difference. There's a lot of parts of Long Island that are very similar to Connecticut. Still like, you know, that New England, you know, look and feel. They're both really beautiful, great places, great place to grow up, great place to raise a, you know, family. You know, Ben Mala, you know, Ben Mala's from there, right? You know, Ben Oh, Mala? really? From, you don't from, know Ben Mala? From where? No, nah, he, he's a so, real estate. Yeah. He's a real estate guru, and a, and a lot of times they ask me, "Am I um, his son?" Or they'll call me the Walmart Ben Mala <laughs> because Ben Mala got more money than me. He killing it, and he got about a half a billion in real estate. And they call me the Walmart Ben Mala. Man, I thought that was funny. So nice. That's funny. So he's from Long Island or from Connecticut? Yeah, he's from Long Island. Yeah. Okay, and got he, it. Okay, he got cool. out of there. He's down in Florida now, but um, he's he's an awesome guy. You guys should watch him on social media. If you're not watching me or Joe, then maybe pay Ben a little bit of attention. Yeah, so you're <laughs> going to be coming to the conference next. You're going to be coming to the conference, um, well, I should say this month almost, because September will be here in a couple days. And you have some amazing stuff to share. But I'm, I want to know how you got into starting your own company. National business capital. Yeah. So it's been, it's been a wild ride. It'll be, I founded in 2007. So it'll be 15 years this December, which is crazy. Wow. Um, and yeah, I was, I was in the residential mortgage business helping. I had a lot of um, self-employed customers that you know, had a challenge getting a typical mortgage from the bank because they didn't show a ton of income. Um, whatever it may have been. And um, I started building out this little network of referrals, um, small business customers from business accountants. And they all kept asking me for business loans. And I didn't understand. I would say, well, why can't you just go to your bank and get a business loan? And uh, they would all explain how it was such a challenge. It you know, took forever. It was a pain. Um, and uh, I literally, you know, one customer, three people in a month asked me for a business loan. And I was watching all these owners leverage their home equity lines of credit to fuel their companies. So, you know, one customer, I, I basically um, started shopping around. I went to a bank. Um, I said, I've got this great customer. It was a catering restaurant, you know, big, you know, big company here in Long Island. Mm -hmm. Anyways, the bank laughed at me. They said, we'll never fund the restaurant. And I said, all right, well, like, can you point me to a lender that will? And I found this private lender. They sent me this private lender, sent me another private lender. Long story short, I ultimately found them a home for their deal. I got them the funding they needed. I watched them grow their business. I watched them, you know, expand them into another facility. And long story short, I said, wow, you know, there's there's this whole world of lending, private lending, non-bank lending that's out there. It really fascinated me. 
and I said, well, like no business owner should be held back from, you know, growing their company because of lack of access to capital and banks just aren't the place to be. So um, it fascinated, you know, me, I, I incorporated in 07. I was doing it on the side for, you know, probably two years, incorporated 07 and, you know, went in full time. I started out of my spare bedroom and then literally, you know, went right into the 0809 recession. That was crazy. That's a whole nother story. Mm-hmm. But I fought through that. And then, you know, one deal at a time, closed the deal, reinvested, started hiring some people, started focusing on, you know, just building out processes, systems, people, marketing, accounting, and, um, you know, grew into, you know, what national is today. And, you know, now we have um, about 75 internal folks, about 20, 25 external people. And um, wow, Joe, that's, and, uh, that's impressive, man. Yeah, and, and I did that all without, you know, you know, $1 of private equity. I just reinvested, grew the business and. We've helped secure two billion dollars now in funding. We've done over twenty-five thousand wow. transactions. Me and my wow. team. Wow! Um, at this point, so, which uh, is pretty crazy. What was your hardest? I mean, because people hear that, and I was there in 07. and I went bankrupt. Yeah, and I hear yeah, you, I was, and I'm like, you know, you're very. I, I think you're being very humble, because I'm sure that it wasn't just you know we just did this and just grew. There had to be a lot of discipline. A lot of challenges along the way. So when we tell people that they can lever up their life, one of the things that I don't want to tell you guys is that you're going to have to lever up your mental toughness. Um, and, and so what kind of things did you have to go through that, quite honestly, most people would have gave up? I mean, you, you got those stories, right? Yes, 100%. So, you, so two key words that you said is mental toughness and discipline. And I think if you think about the word discipline, all great things in your life will all lead back to discipline, right? Like anything good that you're going to do in your life, personal, professionally, business, whatever, all will, That's go, right. it will all follow right back to discipline. That's right, Joe. Um, and, you know, I mean, listen, I had my house in the line. My house went into foreclosure. I fought through that, saved it. Um, I racked up over $100,000 in credit card debt, 18 months. I went into it, no credit card debt. I had six figures of money that I put in the business. I was down to seven hundred dollars in my bank account. Mm, you know, wow. I had my house on the line. I mean, it was it was crazy, wow. and I was young, wow. um, and I literally was at this like crossroads. Do so I throw in the towel and what, go in another direction? And you know, and, and if I did that and I would have shared the story, you would have said, "Well, I understand and I get it, right?" Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I knew like I would never be able to live with myself, so I I fought through it. I stayed extremely disciplined. And one of the biggest things was my mindset. And I knew in order to get through, because this was a 0809, I don't know what was crazier, the 0809 financial crash or, or, or COVID. I mean, they both were the pandemic. Like, these were both very crazy periods of time that we all had to fight through. Um, and uh, and even had to fight through, you know, the pandemic. That was another crazy uh, Yeah, Yeah, know, Joe, I, to but, your point, I, I say, man, 08 was way worse. You yeah. know, I mean, I'm in Cincinnati. I mean, we're in the middle of the country. We had nothing. All the businesses were gone. There was nobody to rent. Your renters were gone. They lost their jobs. Um, when they left, you had a four, three, four thousand dollar turnover. They just left their stuff in there. They, I mean, they ain't like they got a moving truck yeah. and moved it. Your place were destroyed. So that was way worse. But it, to it, see it. that you came out and you thrived, man, that is amazing, brother. But I love that you knew you were down to seven hundred dollars. But in those <laughs> moments, in those moments, Joe, because I got to tell you, man, I, I tell people like, man, I, there were days where I just cried, like I didn't know what to do. Yep. Yeah. I mean, what? There's days where I just sat. Yeah. And 
wonder. What did you focus <laughs> on mentally? Because it had to be something deeper than you, bigger than you. Because if it's just me or you, man, we're going to give up. You know, what was your why? What did you find your why was in that time? Well, it's, you know, so two, a few things happened. You know, one main thing that happened was, you know, someone said to me, a, a successful, smart uh, business owner, like, like, what, like, what do I do? Like, what do I do now? You know, I just ripped through, you know, all my cash, which was a decent amount of money that I saved for a long time, um, 401k and everything. And, uh, and then I racked up all this debt. I mean, you know, I was 25 years old. I had or 25, 26 at 130,000, 150,000 of credit card debt plus two <laughs> mortgages. Mm. And, and I had two, I had my house in a rental property and I had it for sale and it fell through because the, the whole bottom fell out yep. and then that person moved out and I couldn't get a renter. So I was paying too. Like it was crazy. Yep. And yep. I just felt like, how am I ever going to get out of this? And so this, this, you know, person was really a mentor. And I said, like, like what, how, how am I ever going to get out of this? What do I do? You know? And, um, you know, they said, listen, I have a friend right now that just got told he's got cancer and six months to live. He's got a family and kids. Yep. And he's like, I don't know if you've watched the news, but in, uh, um, in Dubai, there's more Lamborghinis and Ferraris and Mercedes and Maybachs with dust on them because people are fleeing the country because I don't know if you know this, but in Dubai, if you don't pay your bills, you go to jail and you don't get out until you get caught up on your debts, which is like oxymoron because if you go to jail, how do you get caught up on your debts yep, unless yep. some you know family member takes care of it, right? So the point was, as he said, you're not dying and you're not going to jail. You'll figure it out. We live mm. in a great country. You don't go to jail for some debt. But you don't have cancer, so you're capable. So go figure mm. it out. And that really like really stuck with me. And I said, holy shit, I'm dying. Like, I don't have cancer. It could be a lot worse. And all right, like, uh, you know, uh, you know, I got to figure out some, some credit card debt right now, but I'm not going to go to jail. And, mm -hmm. and then I said, I, if I, I, I real, I knew that my mindset was everything. So it's just like in sales, right? If you, like if you're positive and you show, you know, positive, it just, it's contagious and, and that breeds sales, right? Yep, absolutely. So I knew if I showed, if I showed up in this depressed state, you know, I just wasn't going to be able to do what I needed to do. People, customers, because I had to close deals, would have known, like, I don't want to deal with this guy. He's just negative Nancy. Yep. So yep. I just said, hey, let me, I got to show, I got to check this shit at the door every single day. Mm -hmm. and I got to show up and pretend like none of this has happened. I did exactly that. And then besides all that, it was hard work. I worked till 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. I was at the office at 7 a.m. the next day. Um, I didn't go out. I didn't see friends. I worked Saturdays, Sundays. I, I just grinded it and, um, and slowly but surely dug myself out of all of that um, and just and then reinvested every dollar back into growing the business. And it, it, it took five to seven years to really for all of it to come together. And I, mm -hmm. and I think mm -hmm. most people don't get that. You know, when you're building something, especially something from scratch, like I didn't buy a business. What I did, you know, I built a, you know, now it's a fintech platform that's got over 75 lenders on it. We've done $2 billion in fundings, 25,000 transactions. That didn't exist mm -hmm. when I got started. There wasn't, the word fintech wasn't even invented yet. So I was creating something from zero. I didn't have the luxury of being able to buy a business that was existing. 
So, so explain to, to people. I'm sorry. Explain to people what fintech is. They may not know what fintech is. So fintech is a financial technology, and there's a lot of things that are fintech. So I've taken technology to help streamline and make a, what was a very antiquated a process to apply for money for your business. I've streamlined the process. It's a digital app. We do a secure bank connection, and I've integrated my systems to all these lenders, underwriting systems. So when you apply with me, we can apply to one or five lenders in minutes, and mm. I can get you approvals in minutes and hours instead of days, weeks, and months. Wow. So I've used, wow. I've, I've merged like financial business lending and technology together to make a process convenient for business owners. But, you know, like if you, you know, hear of like companies like eSurance or, there's, you know, um, even like, uh, you know, TD Ameritrade, all of those can be considered fintech where they're using technology to do something financial. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we built a business lending fintech platform. Um, but my point was that that was non-existent when I got started. So I had to build this thing from scratch. Yeah, there weren't, and, there weren't um, you, you couldn't say, time. hey, let me go, let me just go find the people that built this before so they can build it. It was like, that didn't exist. And so, and it took time. <laughs> that's the mental toughness, guys. So, what I hear over and over in these podcasts, and what you guys hear from me, you guys want the recipe to success. He just gave it to you. Hard work, working for pennies because you worked for pennies, didn't you? The first years uh -huh. that you were building. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I made nothing. I reinvested everything. I made the least amount of money that I ever made. Started a company. I made great money prior to. I was a top rainmaker you know, in any business I worked in, you know, company I worked in, um, was natural sales guy. Um, you know, I made, I was making way more money. I, I didn't, I didn't get back to like break even on my income probably to like years, maybe three, four or five, you know, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then it really came together years like six and seven. And yeah, that's what happened. I gotta man. be honest. If you, yeah, go ahead. It, it, yeah. If you, um, if you told me when I got started, you know, Hey, it's going to take you about five to seven years. I don't know whether I was cocky or had a lot of confidence, but I would have just said, yeah, right. I'll, like I thought, yeah, I'll have this figured out in a year. You know, in a year, yep. I'll be humming along. Yep. You know, I'll be able to make, you know, X, Y, and Z. And it's just not realistic. And, e and even if you go out and raise millions of dollars, you know, like you still got to build processes, people. It's, uh, you know, it just takes time to get that stuff. Humming. Well, Joe, which goes back to, you know, one of the things that I want to ask you about, I'm sure you had the same answer. So a lot of people always say the reason that they, they can't become wealthy is because they don't have money. Right. And the reality is if you're not educated or you don't know how to put this stuff together, then you can't really even, there's nothing you can do with money. So Joe, what can you do? What can your platform do to help people out who don't really understand maybe how to present their documents a lot of time. It sounds like what you do is you're able to break it down for the underwriter and get it to go through. Because look, I've had the same problem with banks. They're, they ask for this, they ask for that, they ask for this, for that. what the hell do you guys want? And, and, and you get to a point where you say, look, I don't care if I got to pay 200 basis points higher. I'm just going to go deal with this guy because he can get it done. But it sounds like yeah, you have a yeah, great mixture of both. So what the person is struggling to get a loan, what can you tell them? How can you help them out? Well, that, that's exactly right. I mean, it's probably one of the, you know, we've, I've talked about, you know, we've got this great technology and process and systems and, and all the lender access, which is great. 
But one of the most important things that we do is, you know, we've got great people here. We've, we're number one top workplace, so it'll be four years in a row. Um, we've So when you, you'll interact with someone here, one of our business financing advisors that gets all the lender guidelines, the products on the platform and business, which is not an easy thing to teach and train. We do a lot of training. Um, you know, when you'll speak with us, we'll talk you through, we'll understand understand what you're you know what you're looking to get accomplished in your business what you need money for and it, you need money for two things it's an opportunity or a challenge so we'll understand what that is and then we'll explain to you all the docs that we're going to need in a very quick conversation we could tell you probably what you'll get qualified for what you won't and why um, which is important and um, and then we'll really handhold you and we'll collect all those documents and we'll package it up and we'll present it to the right lenders and that's probably the most important thing is it's, you know, there's a million, like you go online today, type in business law and a million things come up. Mm -hmm. So it's even more confusing today because there's too many options and it's not about getting approved. It's about getting the right approval. And my team will help you and tell you what you need. If you're not going to get approved for something, we'll tell you why. So you can focus on it for the next time. Um, and we'll tell you what you'll you know, qualify for now. And then we'll package all that up. And then we present it to the underwriter on a silver platter. And then they might need some additional stipulations and some different things. We also might get an approval and we'll go back and negotiate and say, you know what? You know, we just got this approval for, you know, 200,000. You know, can we get this up to 250? Um, they're asking for this step. But, hey, look at this. This looks great. Do we really need that? So we'll help. Sometimes we do all these things the customer doesn't even realize. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll just come back to them and say, hey, we got all these things waived. Just get us this, this, and this. Um, or they, they wanted, you know, to do 200 grand over 12 months. We pushed it out to 24 or 36 months. Um, you know, we have people that have come to us, you know, hey, I need a credit line. I need to buy a piece of equipment. And we'll say, no, we can, we can pull an equipment lender and finance it over five years at really low rates. Um, so, you know, we, we just really come in and act like consultants and advisors and we explain everything up front. And then we get all the documentation if it makes sense. And we do all that work. We're, we're really like a, um, a time-saving machine. We just save owners time Sounds and like aggravation. It. So what, what is it you that know? you can finance? What all do you? What is your guys' strength? Um, we're great with uh, lines of credit without real estate, um, just using your pure cash flow in your business. Um, we've got great term loan products. We can go up to $5 million without real estate. Or B two B receivables, just purely off of cash flow, which is unheard of. So, can you explain um, that really program? Explain that program to us. Yeah. So basically, we we really focus on your business, where you are today, and where you're going, and we'll we'll really look at your cash flow, like what's happening in your business, how much revenue you're doing monthly. Um, we'll look at how much money you're keeping in your bank account, you know, keeping uh, on your balance sheet, um, and then based on that, we'll pull in one of our right lending partners. So. A lot of lenders or banks are going to want collateral. And there's really two major, there's three major pieces of collateral. One is real estate, which is a given everyone knows. The other is big pieces of equipment. And then the third, which most people don't understand, is receivables, like B2B receivables. If you're selling products and goods to Walmart, Target, you know, decent sized B2B companies, you can leverage those receivables and, ac and access lines of credit by using those receivables. And a lot of the times, banks don't explain any of this stuff to you. So mm -hmm. if you've got B2B receivables, we can get you a really competitive line that's evergreen, meaning it just keeps expanding. Like the more receivables you have, the more money you can access. But if you're a customer that's selling B2C, 
a lot, like, let's say you're selling these water bottles, right? And you're selling them direct to consumer and you go to your bank and the bank looks at you, you don't have any receivables because you're selling direct to a consumer. Mm-hmm. You don't have money owed from, you know, Target or Walmart. But if you're, if you were selling this to Target, you'd have a receivable from Target money owed and Target will pay you 30 or 60 days later. So if you've got those B2B receivables, it's very easy to leverage those and get you financing. But if you're selling right to a consumer, you don't really have receivables. You know, if you're a plumber and you're going into someone's house, you know, and doing some work and you get paid, those, those are, you know, it's direct to consumer, you know, you can't, the bank doesn't love that stuff. So if you don't have a lot of real estate and you don't have these great receivables, there's like banks don't love you. So we're, what, we're, we look at things differently. We're not a bank. What, what's the minimum amount you could do on that? So if our like bare minimum amount is someone doing like ten to $20,000 a month in, in monthly gross sales, that's like the minimum amount that we work with, you know, and based on that, we can get you a very small line of credit that's revolving. And then the more that you do in sales the, and the better your cash flow is, the, the bigger the dollar amounts that we can do. Is there a way to integrate this in, let's say, real estate? Let's say, you know, person A has a construction company that has receivables due from his properties that he's buying. Is that something that, you know, he's got these receivables in the future that are going to be due to him? Um, or do you do factoring? So we, we, we do everything, you know. So factoring's you know, a product. Um, but... It, it all depends. Like if it's if it's construction, we'll just look at their construction business. We'll look at how much revenue they're doing, their cash flow, and it might just be easier to leverage that, and then we can give them money to pull out of their business to maybe put down on that next property if that's what they're trying to do. So let's say you got a guy that's you know buying and holding twenty properties a year. He has yep. construction loans already in place, but he needs to fund these construction loans until the draw comes in. Yeah, we, we, we work with developers like that all the time. The main thing is we want to see like, all right, if you got 20 properties and they probably have some decent rental income, you know, coming in per month and we'll look at that and then we can, you know, use a line of credit or give them a term loan or something um, that they can access and use on an ongoing basis. And then what is your minimum amount for something like that? Because we have hotels that are under construction and a lot of times, you know, we have to fund put a half a million dollars up to fund the construction on them. We don't have lines of credit. And then, you know, we get our money back after the draw, after the draw. But, yeah, I mean, you know, you only yeah. got so much money you can put out because, you know, we have liquidity requirements. And um, so it gets to a point where if you got too many construction jobs coming on, we could use something like that. Yeah, so so we would, we would want to see the big picture. How much revenue do you have going on from all of your, whether it's businesses or rental properties or whatever, we'll look at that. I mean, minimum, we could do 25 to 50,000, you know, but if you needed a quick half a million dollars, if you had the cash flow to support it, we can pull that. We don't need to put, we don't need to use the real estate as collateral, which means we can move very quickly. And then what we can do is we can, we can, we can structure that on a term loan and give you a period of time to repay it. And then we can also structure um, some prepayment discounts you know, in months like one through six. So if you wind up getting the construction money or you get the project, you know, done quicker than you thought, you can pay it off and um, and also save some money on interest. Oh, wow. Wow. Because most of the time, guys, when you're dealing with um, commercial properties, they want to 
they want to charge you more fees if you close the loan out early. So yeah. that's yeah, awesome. We're the opposite. You can do that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah. your experience and me and you probably got a lot similar in our personalities that we just decided. We made a decision. I am not going to fail. I am not going to give up, right? And yes, yep. you ultimately thought that you were going to get there in one year and it took you five to seven. But I challenge <laughs> you guys that are saying, hey, I can't do that for five years. Well, what are you doing then? Because most people out here, man, and you know this, Joe, they're going to work until they're 60, 65. They're not going to have enough money to retire. And, you know, the number one regret people have on their deathbed. What's that? Not taking more chances. Don't be that yeah. guy. Don't be that 100%. guy. If you, if you got something that you think you are ready to do, you guys just need to get out here and do it. You heard what he said. He just got out here and did it. Now, I'm going to tell you now with all the tools that we got on social media, man, you can get educated from people that have already done it. Do you do any um, coaching or do you have any, um, you know, anything that you can help people get educated in this field on? So I don't, you know, I, I have some, some folks that I coach. Um, I've, you know, a lot of people ask me about this. So um, there's some stuff that I'll probably be rolling out soon that will really help you understand more about, you know, financing your business. You know, but the one thing I'll say is just, you know, execution outbeats strategy every single day. And I think I find I see a lot of people want to just consume more, you know, information and just they you, you, you're never going to learn it all or know it all. The only mm -hmm. way that you're going to learn it all, know it all just to throw yourself into it and go do it. Yep. Just and I didn't know I mean, I, when I started my company, I was 25 years old. I didn't know anything. You know, I didn't know how to hire someone, <laughs> fire someone, mm -hmm. um, bookkeeping. I had to learn it all. And I, I learned it all because I forced myself into it. I burned all the bolts in order to take the island. And, you know, I literally just, I threw myself into it and figured it out as I went. You know, I also did, you know, one of the best things I did was reach out to other proven successful business owners just local guys that I knew that I saw were like clearly doing something right. And, you know, it's amazing, you know, in business, I think business owners want to help other up and coming business owners, you know, and when I've got some, you know, local, you know, young entrepreneurs, you know, locally here where I live that, you know, reach out to me to say, how, how do I do this? I love helping, you know, other people. And I think if you just ask, people are very well, but you just got to go and do it and don't, don't try and sit there to get so educated because you just, you, you, you can have a Harvard business degree, but if you don't, until you get thrown into a company and starting a company or whatever it is that you want to do, there's just, you just, you, you won't be able to figure it out until you do it. That's right, man. I mean, you could sit here, you need to get some education before you move forward, but ultimately if you're not going to do anything with that, then why did you get educated in the first place? That's right. Get, and, get, you know, taking that information that you need, you know, and, 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 and it is smart to, you know, um, you know, to, you know, to pay for inform the right information and avoid mistakes. You know, absolutely. if you can pay for the right information, avoid mistakes and fast, because all you're doing is, you, you know, when you, information, if you're getting the right information, you're fast forwarding time and you're avoiding mistakes. And I, yeah, and, it's, it's, it's like you're and, skipping uh, through the pond, right? And you, you know that's an alligator. Don't jump on that head over there, right? I got to get yep. to the other side. But all too often, I think what he's saying, guys, in order to lever up, 
you got to quit worrying about the circumstances. Look, there's going to be hard nights. There's going to be times when you want to give up. There's going to be times when you cry. There's going to be times when you question your sanity, when you question whether you should go back and work for somebody. But ultimately, if you do that, you only end up in one place, and that's working the rest of your life to make somebody else wealthy. And then probably around the age, I don't know what it is. You know, if you live long enough, you're going to start worrying, man, I don't want to live too much longer. I'm about to run out of money. But when you build these systems out like Joe's done, like so many people have done to lever up their life, the money just grows as you get older and the money starts, get, it, it snowballs and you get more and more and more and more and you can enjoy life. So get out here. What he's saying is take a chance on yourself. If you have a business and you know that you want so much more out of life, you got nice revenue coming in. You want to leverage that to do real estate? Get a hold of Joe. He can help you out with that. He knows how to put a package together. He doesn't care if you've had problems with the banks before. Banks don't necessarily understand outside the box stuff. He can put that in a box and give it to the bank or to a lender and get you guys approved with a higher likelihood than going to a bank. Right, Joe? That's exactly right. And, you know, if and and if you, you know, starting the business isn't for you, then that's okay. Then hustle and do what you can and wherever it is that you're working, but you still got to focus on it. Other investments outside of what your job is outside of your 401k. You got to get invested in real estate and get invested in anything, you know, but you got to work hard to build those other, you know, investments that can compound and grow your money because you're exactly right. Nate 65 is going to come fast. And, and the yep. reality is we're living longer. You know, if mm -hmm. you know, People living to 100 years old, like I, I, I know five people right now that have grandparents that are over 100 years old. Wow. So imagine if you imagine if you live to 100, it's 35 more years past 65. You're going to need, you know, that additional income, you know, and, and revenue um, in order to, to just, you know, you know, to uh, to live and, and enjoy life, especially later on and, and to outbeat inflation. Yeah, outbeat inflation. And then, you know, you don't want to depend on the government to pay you. Um, Correct. And then ultimately, man, guys, if you get out of here and you take a chance on yourself, you are in charge of whether you succeed or fail, ultimately. Because I can tell you, and Joe's going to tell you, that you will fail time and time and time again. That doesn't have to be your final destination. See, Joe failed. He had $700 left. He didn't stop. I went bankrupt. I failed. But I didn't stop. So you got to keep pushing, guys. And I'm just here to inspire you guys to tell you, man, you have to lever up your life. Nobody's going to knock at your door and do it for you. And you hear, you know, Joe is, is probably as great story. You just touched on it. But it's amazing to know that you had $700 left, brother. You were in foreclosure. You were ready to throw in the towel. And then you had a mindset shift because he realized, you know what? I'm not going to jail and I'm not dying right now. I don't have cancer. Wow. What a great life I have. What a great life I have. Right. And, 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 and he probably comes home and you know, people looking at him crazy because he's happy. And they're like, but Joe, your house is in foreclosure. See, it's all mindset. Joe could have never got past mindset. that if he would have let it weigh him down. So if you're one 100%. of those people today that's letting that weigh you down, take Joe's story. Look, let, let Joe's story. Now, Joe, what's next, man? You, you've done over $2 billion in transactions for people. What's next, man? What else yeah, do you man. want to achieve in life? You know, um, you know, right now for me, it, you know, it's, it's, uh, 
you know, really loving watching my kids grow, you know, in my family. Yeah. How um, old are the what, kids, Joe? Really what's, uh, they'll be, my son will be three and my daughter's seven. Woohoo. Uh, so a lot of, a lot of fun there. A lot of craziness happening at home. But, you know, I, I really like for me that, you know, is, is to continue to grow and scale the, the business. And, uh, and really I want national business capital to be a household name. When you own a company, you, you, you know, you think of business financing people to think of national business capital. So just really continue to focus on doing what I'm doing. And just to what Nate was saying, I mean, listen, it, it hasn't been easy, you know, growing a business. There's constant things, challenges that, you know, you're always overcoming, but that's life. And no matter what that's you're right. doing. That's right. So I just expect, I expect, I expect there to be challenges. I don't hope there won't be because I know there will be. And they all lead, you know, they make you stronger and they all lead to something else. Um, but I've been doing this for 15 years. I feel like started yeah and me too joe oh, you know really I, I, i've been doing real estate for 17 years and i feel like i just started and i look back and i'm like wow yeah. 17 years but it time yeah. flies guys and you will get there really really quick um so joe you're going to be speaking at our conference next month man i can't wait to see you there brother i can't wait to meet you in person is there anything any special water you one of those people you like uh special waters what, what do we need to have there for you joe Oh, listen, I, I see you got the special Fiji water behind you. So I'll, I'll take uh, I'll take one of those Fijis. <laughs> Just load me up with the big Fijis. I'll be all right. <laughs> you, 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 so what do you what do and, you do in your blue and blue peanut M&Ms only <laughs> blue peanut M&Ms? All right. You guys get a case of them for Joe. All right. They, they probably gonna be mailing it. This because the conference is going to be hot, baby. But uh, so what do you do in your spare time, Joe? All this working that you do and grinding, and I know you work, and you probably, you, you, you didn't say it, but I know 16, 18-hour days, seven-day weeks, you put, the, you put that time in, right? Yeah, 100%. But ultimately, you put that time in, your kids don't really have to do that, do they? Uh, listen, if they're going to want to be successful, they're going to absolutely have to do that. I'll, I'll help, uh, you know, coach them and, and help, help, you know, maybe help them avoid as much, you know, much, uh, you know, uh, landmines as possible. But, you know, I'm, I'm uh, of the belief that, you know, I, I don't plan to give them, you know, anything. I'm, I'm sure they're going to live, a, they're going to live, a life, but I want them to, you know, get out there, earn it. And uh, I don't even want them to be really a part of my business. I want them to go figure out their, their own thing. And, and I don't want it to be, uh, you know, easy for them. I want them to learn and grow and um, you know, that's really, you know, in, important to me. And I'm looking, looking forward to, to teaching them. And, you know, as especially as my daughter's getting old now, I'm already having talks with her about money. Wow, that's about, great. That's you know, when great. I talk about it's not about saving money, it's about investing money. You know, that that's the conversation I'm having with her already. And Wait, wait, wait. You, know, you said new... something huge right there. Because almost all Americans tell their kids, you got to save your money. But I get around these super the people that have these mindsets that just understand money. You didn't say they, that, that your daughter had to save money. What did you say she had to do? She's got to invest money. Invest money. Because saving yep. money, guys, is ultimately you're killing your money. You're killing your money, man. Your money's dying. It's drowning over here. Inflation's killing it. You're, you lost 10% of your buying power last year. If you had a million dollars in the bank, you got 900 grand in there right now. If you bought a million dollar piece exactly of real right. estate and you didn't even leverage it, that piece of real estate's probably worth a million too now. See, see the difference? That's three hundred thousand dollar difference. That, we're not even talking about cash flow. So, but Joe, how did you learn all this? What kind of? Uh, how did you? How were you? 
raised up? What kind of family dynamic did you have growing up as a kid? Well, I didn't really come from, you know, I didn't come from money and, and you know, my parents got divorced young. So I lived with my mom that I lived with my dad later on. Um, you know, you know, my dad did, you know, wasn't afraid to talk about money and, and, uh, you know, was always, you know, great at, you know, making things happen. But I just think is, you know, as, you know, um, I went off on my own, I was very focused on, you know, I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to be successful. And, you know, when I, you know, we really, you know, look around and just kind of look at and studied like different successful people. Anyone you look at is either, you know, they're invested in, in real estate, whether it's businesses, whether it's diversifying their money in a, you know, stock portfolio, but, you know, you know, all successful, wealthy people are constantly, you know, they're using money as a tool and they're trying to always compound their money. And, you know, when you really look at anyone successful, it's not some people like hit it big with one big thing, one big business. But even when that happened, they took all those earnings, winnings, money, whatever you want to call it, and, and you know, put it into, you know, probably multiple other things. Um, but, you know, you see anyone who's wealthy, they've got a real estate mix. They've got a business mix. They've got, you know, they've just got multiple things, you know, happening. So um, I, I really, I mean, there's so, there's so much information out there today. There's so, you, you can learn so much. And I, I put a lot of time into, into reading books, into uh, going to conferences, just like the one that we're going to do, um, you know, uh, in, in just a few weeks. Um, and I took the time to, um, you know, invest in myself. Um, and, and there was times where I started to really, you know, do really well. Um, and, and I'll, I see a lot of people, they start to do well and they just instantly go into like party mode. They can't help yeah. themselves. They like lose that discipline. Yep. They make some money. They're like, Oh my God, like, what am I buying? What am I doing? And I was always very disciplined, even from a young age to like save it, invest it into something, buy a, you know, stock. I, you know, I bought my first rental property at 21 years old. Wow. I mean, you still got that, you know, like, no, so I, I I don't have the have that one anymore. After 0809, when the crash happened, I, I got out of it. Um, I wish I still had it, um, but uh, I've you know I've gone into other things you know uh, you know since then. Um, That's a common but, thing that everybody I know that has real estate or had real estate said. I wish I still had it, and if we all know yep. that ninety percent of millionaires became millionaires through real estate, whether it was leveraging it, getting business line of credit to start their business or owning real estate. Why is it that we yep. chase so many different things in life? Why do we not, why do you think more people don't focus on just doing real estate? I don't know, man. You know, it's funny because sometimes people do something like to buy a property, to rent it, it's profitable, it works, and then they're scared to do the next one, you, you know, or even anything like in a business, like you, you, even your own business, you do something, it's working, and then you're afraid to double down on it. I don't, I don't know it's very interesting why people don't like see that something's working and just keep doing it. Um, I think life moves fast. There's a lot of stuff happening today. And I think, you know, the years just rip by and, you know, and, and if you got family and stuff, like you really got to maximize your time um, and, and focus and, and in order to get these things done. And I, I think, yeah, I don't know today too, we live in a world where, you know, it's, you know, life is good. You know, I don't know mm -hmm. if you've traveled outside of the country, but we've got a really good here. So it's very easy to just kind of go through the notions where it's very easy to get a job in a lot of different places yep. to make yep. enough money to, to you know, in, in, enjoy life. You have start a fun. business right here on your phone right now.
I, you can so get business it's, lines of credit. You can get your LLC. You can get your EIN. You can go to Joe. You can get funded for it. I mean, look, guys, if, if, if you know, there's so much opportunity in the United States, like you said, me and my wife were in Ukraine last year in Kiev. And, wow. you know, I, I, I don't know what we tipped this girl, 100 bucks or whatever. We were there for three hours, and she started crying. And she said she couldn't take it. And I said, well, what do you mean? And, you know, we didn't realize how much money – that was to her until I think we stuck one of our cards in the machine to get money out. And we had like three rolls of money on there. And I was like, holy crap, man. So they only make $220 a month over there. Yeah. And, and that wasn't like a third world. That was Europe. You know, that's, that's uh, Eastern Europe. And have you ever been to, to Ukraine? No. I man, absolutely beautiful place, man. We went to Chernobyl too, but um, to what Joe's saying, there is so much opportunity here. We don't know it because we're born here, though, a lot of times. So, yeah, uh, spoiled. <laughs> you what'd know. you say? I said we're spoiled. We yeah, are super we're... spoiled. We are. We are. So, what? talk about spoiling. I know we all like to spoil our kids, and we've got to balance it a little bit. So, what is it you like to do with the family? Uh, we love, uh, I like taking a, we have a cool place by the house, by the water with a bike path. So we, you know, go out, you know, and the kids with the bicycles, my daughter loves art. So there's always painting or something going on, you know, uh, in, in my house, my son just loves to climb on anything. So <laughs> I try yeah, to keep yeah. him, you know, at that age. Active. Yeah, he's on yeah. everything. So just trying to keep him active and, uh, and save his life from, you know, jumping off of things. Um, and uh, we really just, we're, we're very active filming. So we like getting outside places, bicycle, hiking, you know, take walks um, and just really, uh, we just get outside and, you know, active with the, uh, with the kids. Well, Joe, uh, man, I want to thank you so much for coming on. How can people reach out to you? Um, I know you're going to be at the conference next month. They can see you there. If you guys want to come see Joe speak and tell you guys what FinTech is all about and how you can use that, how this is the future of financing. And he is one of the pioneers in the industry. He owns National Business Capital. And that will be a household name if you haven't heard about it already. How do they get a hold of you if they want to apply? Yeah, so uh, well, you can go right to my website, which is nationalbusinesscapital.com. You know, if you want to follow me, learn more about me and, and see what I'm up to, you can follow me at Grow by Joe um, on YouTube, on Instagram, and uh, on LinkedIn, which is at Grow by Joe. There's a little imposter out there that's been using my name at Grow by Joe's. We're in the middle of taking him down. So don't follow that guy, but it's at Grow by Joe. And, uh, and I'm always out, you know, fresh content, just talking about all different lending products for your business. And I've got a great team here. So, you know, if you reach out to us, just want to have a conversation. We're not a salesy place. We'll talk through it with you, let you know what you need. And when the time's right, we'll help uh, make it happen for you. Now, Joe, where's that imposter at? Because, you know, we get them too all the time on TikTok and Instagram. Where can they on go? Okay, so on Instagram, what's the name of that person? The fake it's one? It's Grow by Joe. So you don't want to, yeah, he put an S after the uh, the Joe. So don't go see that guy. Grows by Joe. It, yeah, so my, just follow, if you follow uh, me, it's Grow by Joe. So guys, if you can go uh, report that guy, Grows by Joe, because they're out here, they probably got yeah, a picture Grow of Grow by out. Joe's, J-O-E-S. That's that, the imposter is Grow by Joe's. Okay. Okay. Grow by Joe's. Okay. And so, well, Joe, thank you so much. Don't, don't delete the wrong Joe. Don't report the wrong Joe. Report the right Joe. (laughs)
<laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, man. I awesome. look forward to I look forward to seeing you. Um, you let me know if you need anything at all, brother. I look forward to meeting you. Good stuff. Same to you. I uh, look forward to seeing you guys at the conference. Make sure you sign up. Get out. It's going to be awesome. All right, thank you, brother. Thanks for listening to Lever Up Your Life. If you could do me a huge favor and go lever up my reviews, leave me a five-star review. I appreciate it. And if you guys want to keep the conversation going, reach out to me on nate.barger on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, and get in our free Facebook group. We got over 200,000 members. B-R-R-R-R, invest. We'll see you in the next episode.